Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Allison by Proxy. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already know who Allison is. She runs Lego Dark Souls, and she's a big contributor to all things DuckFeed.tv. She's been on podcasts with the Bonfireside Chat Boys, and just has kind of been all over the place. It was a delightful conversation getting to know her a little better and to see her history of the Souls games. As always, if you'd like to come onto this podcast and tell your soul story, send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com or send me a DM on Twitter, dguspodcast. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Dark Souls 3, because I haven't really been playing lately. Um, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I never even finished the U.S. copy. Yeah, because you got the you because you, you got the Japanese copy, and then you got, got the um, did you also pre, not pre-order but download the Japanese copy on the Xbox One that you could turn into English early? Did you do that? Or no, no, I I just I I bought the Japanese PSN copy and then. You know, played it for three weeks and then bought it when it came out in the states and then played about half of it. But <laughs> do you think you'll go back at this point, or do you think it just doesn't have like the sticking capability that um, or the stickiness that Dark Souls One or Two did? I, I definitely plan on finishing it. I just probably wait for the DLC and then get back into it then and who knows? <laughs> go from there, right? I mean, I played it like two and a half times in Japanese before I played it in English. Jeez, so. what was it? What was it like playing it in Japanese? Like, were you able to pick up anything going on in the story? Like, I know some of the dialogue and stuff was still in English, but you know, ninety percent of your item descriptions or whatever would be all in a different language. Yeah, I couldn't really read the item descriptions. I tried to translate some stuff using like the Google Translate app, where you can just take pictures of stuff and it figures it uh-huh. out. <laughs> but. That was that was mostly a garbled mess. <laughs> I was about to say, like, it's already kind of a garbled mess, and then running it through Google Translate could not be helpful. Could, couldn't be helpful. Yeah, but also, like, there were so many streamers playing the English versions and stuff. Like, sometimes I would just like watch some gameplay of stuff that I've already played, and then like get some stuff from that. Okay. Did you go back and like watch a bunch of lore videos and like, oh, that's what all this stuff was trying to tell me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've watched, uh, you know, all the stuff Vati's put out so far, and uh, Dave Control Live. Okay. I'm a I'm a bad Dark Souls yeah, fan. Yeah. I have not been keeping up with Vati's videos. <laughs> These last two were pretty good. That's what I've heard. I know uh, Gary was saying that, not this latest one, but the one before that was super good, and I was like, I probably need to go watch that. I just I yeah, just haven't even got a chance. The, it's like thirty minutes about Londor. Which is kind of my like my kind of my jam. Like I, I I love all that stuff in the game. I wish it was expanded on. Yeah, DLC. Hopefully, Hopefully. DLC. <laughs> sure, we'll just get some nonsense. Like here's some crown of some forgotten king that you've never heard. Sure, yeah, that, that makes it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh man, the uh, the DLC has always traditionally been so good that I'm worried that my expectations are way too high for <laughs> what it is. 
<laughs> yeah. Like it was it was one thing when it was just Artorias of the Abyss, but then they killed it with the all of the you know crown of you know blank king. Um, and yeah, I just I'm worried my expectations are way way too high, especially with like the old hunters being so goddamn good. Yeah. Well, tell me. I'm sure it'll be. Tell good. me about your uh, first Souls game. My first Souls game was uh, Demon Souls. And how did you find out about Demon Souls? I found out about it uh, through the Something Awful forums. Like everybody was freaking out about it when it first came out. Um, this was before the English release, and for the longest time, it didn't look like it was going to get an English release. So I was one of those people who went ahead and imported the Asian copy of the okay. game. Yeah. Which it's, that one did include like a rough English translation. So all the stuff was in English, but it was you know kind of like a rush job. Yeah, I've seen some. Uh, I want to say the guy from Something Awful, Slew Beef, has a LP with that version, and like some of the like minor differences in the in the language are just hilarious. I'm trying to remember an example, but like sticky white stuff was something well, really really funny. Yeah, that that's where the like kind of like the Demon Souls like meme, um, this is harsh. Evaluate me came from. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the. You know, the one where if you raid it, it heals you or whatever. Um, in uh, the English version, I think it was like, I'm in trouble, please recommend this message. But This is harsh, evaluate this... me. Yeah. <laughs> I think to this yeah. day, that's the that's still the Demon Souls thread title. Like, even, right, yeah. right. I think it's still that like same thread that's been bouncing around for like 10 or 15 years now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what was your... Yeah, uh, so that's... Like, like what were you playing around that time? Were you a big RPG fan in general, or? Yeah, I've always played a lot of RPG stuff. Like, I think starting with like Final Fantasy, you know, three slash six or whatever for the Super Nintendo. That kind of stuff became my jam. So it's, you know, but mostly a lot of like Japanese stuff and occasionally Western RPGs here and there. I was never like a PC gamer, so I didn't play any of that stuff like Gary, but. <laughs> <laughs> All his Infinity Engine stuff. Yeah, he I've, I've missed out on a lot of that, too. Don't grow up with that. <laughs> so when you picked up Demon Souls, or when, rather when you imported Demon Souls, um, like, was it a challenge? Like, were you, were you pretty blown away by the difficulty, or did you just kind of walk through it? Oh, no. I was, you know, it was a pretty tough game. Like, I I never really played a lot of, uh, you know, certainly never played any of, like, the older From Software titles, like, Kingsfield and whatnot for the PS1, but it was it was a challenge. <laughs> and I, I will admit that I uh, did like sort of give up. Okay. <laughs> like a lot, a lot of people when they start Demon Souls or their first Souls game or whatever, they you know they don't stick through. But um, I remember my first time playing. Um, it was early on, and there was like a pretty easy to do glitch where you could like duplicate soul items or something. Mm-hmm. And so I basically gave myself like 99 of every stat <laughs> and then just kind of powered through the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like after Dark Souls came out and I'd played that to death, I finally went back to Demon Souls and I'm like, I want to do this right this time. <laughs> and I have uh, finished it since then. But <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, because I gave up like 45 minutes in. <laughs> like I just got, I didn't even get past like the first... Uh... Like I think I opened up the first shortcut, like where you cut that body down or whatever. I think I got that far and was like, nope, right. I'm done. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Or I may not even gotten that far, to be honest with you. Uh, I, don't, I may not have. Because if I'd seen the shortcut, I'd probably kept going. But yeah. 
How easy was? I think I did a little better. Than how that. easy was the game if you like maxed all your stats out? Like, were you just walking through everything? Yeah. Well, surprisingly, you still have to play with some skill. Like, you know, you don't even with ninety nine stats and stuff, you're not invincible. So, but it you know was significantly easier because you have like a health bar that stretches pretty much clear across the screen. <laughs> I remember seeing. Uh, one of my friends posted a screenshot of Dark Souls 3 and it was at the time where I hadn't really leveled any of my vitality yet so like I had this wee little bitty health bar and then the screenshot she posted she was like like you talked like three quarters across the screen and I was like Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> so it made me realize like you need to invest in vitality in Dark Souls 3 so what was it what was it like playing that game for the for the first time were you just were you kind of amazed by it like just because I know when I eventually got to dark souls like i was kind of blown away like about how how the game pulled me into its world Well, did you get that with demon souls yeah i was you know immediately like i really you know i i liked the game i enjoyed the you know the gameplay was was different from what i've played before because i didn't play a lot of like you know character action games or anything like that so it's a lot more like hands-on i guess you could say <laughs> but you know, it was just it was too hard. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, practice makes perfect, I guess. You know, and like you know, going back to it, I'm like, I don't know what you know it was such a big deal, but just the Demon Soul setting was really good. You know, and I was just listening to your episode with uh, Emily today, actually, mm-hmm. and you know, you guys were going on and on about you know she she obviously really loves Demon Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, you know, I have to agree a lot that like that setting is just it pulls you in, and you know, you're intrigued. You know, you want to see more. Yeah, that whole world is like even more so than Dark Souls One. Like, there's something like weird and interesting about it that like Lord Duran doesn't have for me. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I can't quite put my finger on what that is either. That's why. Yeah, I really wish that like they would do. You know, this is crazy, and they never will. But like some kind of remaster of Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. That like just gives it more detail and like, you know, my dream would be like an interconnected world like Dark Souls where you can walk from, you know, Boltarian Palace like over to the, you know, mines and then oh wow you yeah. know over there, <laughs> over there across the hill is Latria. <laughs> when they, when the mythical Demon Souls two comes out, we'll we'll finally get that interconnected world. If they did a <laughs> let me ask you this: if they did a Demon Souls remaster, which it's kind of unbelievable that they haven't done it yet, and I'm kind of feeling like if they haven't done it yet, they'll never do it. But uh, right, right. If they did it, would you want them to like clean it up like they did with Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the First Sin, or would you want it to like to come over with like weird tendency systems and you know bugs and everything? <laughs> I certainly think there's something to be said for preserving the you know existing version of Demon Souls because mm-hmm. any any problems aside, it's it's a great game. It's it's a product of its time, but I guess we'll always have that version, but it would be nice to have it playable in a in a way that's more convenient than having to dust off an old PS3, especially like ten years from now. Yeah, that's literally the only reason my PS3 is still hooked up. Team <laughs> <for laughs> itself. Yeah. I uh, see. I would. I think I would want them to like bring over like like I don't even care if they make it look better. Like just put it on PS4 or whatever your PS5 yeah. or PS Now or whatever. Just, like just give me Demon Souls 1080 Yeah. No sure. changes. Yeah, just just that. I'll be one hundred percent. Like, give me. Let me do my. Um, uh, what's the storage guy's name? Um, uh, Stockpile, Stockpile Thomas. Thomas. Give me my Stockpile Thomas glitch. Give me my weird character tendency. Okay. Give me my weird world tendency. I want yeah. all of that. Just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> 
how long, even with your jacked up stats, do you think it took you to to make your way through the world and and quote unquote beat the game? It's hard to tell. It was so long ago, but <laughs> you know, it was probably a couple months of you know coming back to it every now and then and just getting a little farther and eventually finishing it off. Are you the kind of person that's like looking up stuff if you get stuck, or are you doing it one hundred percent blind and all of that business? Yeah, well, with Demon Souls, I'd already you know read a little bit about it going in because you know obviously it was a big topic on the forums and stuff, and so I actually had you know I'd read a fair amount about the game before actually playing it, so I wasn't too concerned about like keeping myself blind or whatever. But uh, going forward, that's always how I played the games. Like I, you know, barring watching a few leaked Dark Souls three videos here and there, <laughs> I, I tried to go in as blind as possible. Well, everybody tried to go in as blind as possible. <laughs> Whether or not you could do that was, you know, Patty had to, uh, you know, delete everything off his YouTube except wrestling and anime. And I'm like, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, when you went, when you eventually went back to do the challenge, like at that point, were you like, were you finding new stuff that you hadn't seen before? Like, did you find all of the like weird characters, like all the weird plot lines and stories in that game? Yeah, I think you know. I I think I've I've seen pretty much all there is to see in Demon Souls, and it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Demon Souls, but well, let's move to let's, uh, let's move to Dark Souls One then. Uh, sure, sure. That's the it's the bread and butter of the podcast. It really is. Like, despite it being <laughs> named for potatoes, a, yeah. after a Dark Souls Two meme, like let's it's mostly <laughs> people just rave about. It's either Dark Souls One or Bloodborne. Like, it's one of those two games that people rave about the most right, on the podcast. Right. Um, well, you know, I, I love I love them all, but yeah, Dark Souls One is definitely my favorite. That's that's your top game, okay? Well, what was your right. like? Were you watching videos like trailers before the game was released and like waiting for it? Like, because for me, it was just a game I heard about on a podcast. Like somebody start, started talking about. I think it was Vinny from Giant yeah Tom started talking about it. <clears throat> I remember um, some E three or other. Maybe they released like the first trailer for it before it even had a name i think they were calling it like project dark and uh you know thinking hey this is like a some kind of sequel slash spiritual successor to that demon souls game i played and you know that was that was pretty cool i'll have to keep an eye out for that and then kind of forgot about it and then you know it, it uh, was getting close to release and i remember actually giant bomb did like their quick look for it you know, a week or two before it came out. And it was just them kind of running around the Undead Asylum. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I did not expect this to, like, literally be the exact same <laughs> game as Team <laughs> like, is, Everything looks exactly the this, same. <laughs> yeah, same, like the same, almost exact same interface, everything. I was like, this is just the same game. But, you know, I started getting revved up and then, you know, watched a couple trailers and stuff and uh, pre-ordered the game and went and got it on release day. And that's for, Been playing ever that's since. for 360, PS3? You were still sticking with the PS3? Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I, I, this is a funny story. <laughs> I, uh, I pre-ordered it for PS3, like through Amazon or something. And then it was like the day before it came out, and I absolutely couldn't wait for it to uh, you know, come to me the next day. So I went to the nearest store I could find and bought up like a midnight copy. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I thought, well, since I pre-ordered the... PS3 version, I'll buy the 360 version, then I'll have both and I can compare. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I played that all night and then switched to PS3 when my copy came the next day. <laughs> How far in the game did you get if you're playing all night? Oh, I don't remember. I think I let like my roommate at the time play some, and you know I watched, and I, it wasn't. I didn't get terribly far because I knew I was going to want my main, you know, first playthrough to be on the PlayStation Three, but I did dip in a little bit. <laughs> That's very funny. Like I know a lot of people that end up with multiple versions of the game. I have Dark Souls one on like you know all three platforms and like et cetera, et cetera. But like on the same day <laughs> this is really yeah. funny yeah i don't know why just like i got bit by a bug and i just couldn't wait i was like oh i could be playing it right now i get it i get it look that's like probably one of the reasons i have an xbox one is because inside came out and i was just too goddamn impatient to wait for them to announce it this coming right. later this month so <laughs> yeah it's not the only uh, thing i just pre-ordered my xbox one s did you really yesterday so yeah, it's excellent. I just I I thought about waiting, but then the deal on the Xbox One was so good that like I don't know I got yeah I saw that deal you posted it was like two forty nine for the system and like a game and a whole bunch of extra controllers yeah an extra controller three games <laughs> like it deal. was it was pretty that's so so I just went ahead and I I don't really think that I'll miss yeah. the S capability like I don't need those teraflops I'm I have enough teraflops in my yeah house, probably not you know, so. anyway <laughs> this is not don't give up teraflops this is don't give up skeleton. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. How was I mean, like your first run through Dark Souls one? Um, like, did, you obviously knew a little bit about what you were doing. Like, were you able to say, like, well, I'm going to make a quality build and I'm going to like have this much vitality? Were you were you kind of knowledgeable going into the game, or were you still kind of confused by the system? Uh, no, nothing, nothing like, like that. that. I, okay. I, I, honestly, I never pay too much attention to like builds and stats and stuff. I usually just play Sword and Shield and like. Whatever weapon I like the most, I pump up whatever stat looks like that's going to work for it. Okay. So, lots of health, lots of stamina, and, you know, whatever strength or dexterity I need. But, so, yeah, you know, that's how I went into Dark Souls, and it, it worked for the most part. And were um, you kind of constantly comparing it to Demon Souls and being like, well, this area and this area and, and that kind of thing? Or were you just... Well, you know, you can't help yeah. but notice like the similarities like you, know, you walk into the undead berg and there's like oh it's a dragon that's like that bridge from demon's <laughs> when was your but, uh, like, first hint that this was going to be like a not, not necessarily a better game but like it was going to be your favorite game like the like was it the interconnected world that did it for you yeah i think it's kind of a cliche but like the moment when you've like f spent hours like fighting through undead berg and you know, tearing that up and like going through the the parish and tearing that up and getting to the cathedral, and you see that like you know weird looking thing in the back, and you go in and you step in and it's an elevator. You go down the elevator for a while and you pop out right Firelink Shrine. <laughs> I'm just like this game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it gives you those like Super Metroid vibes from you know when I was little playing that game. Yeah, like how does this even connect to this? Like absolutely. Yeah, I get that same feeling so, you know, coming you... out of Blight Town, right? Like, right. Yeah, without because I never used the master key on my like any, my first run or anything. So, okay. Like... Here's a fun here's a fun story for your listeners involving Blight Town. Okay. I did pick the master key the first time because I was like, this sounds interesting, right? And so I've played a little bit. I've I've rung the first bell and I'm kind of exploring the game. You know, I go down the elevator in Firelink, see what's down there end up wandering, you know, a little bit through New Londo, use the master key to get out into the Valley of the Drakes. And I see that, you know, big cave opening. 
I'm like, this looks like an interesting area. What's this? I walk in, you know, title card pops up, Blight Town. I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't been down to Lower Undead Burg yet. I hadn't fought Capra or any of that stuff. And so I played, you know, through that, you know, what I didn't know at the time was the exit of Blight Town. Played down there, got down to the bottom. Didn't know where I was supposed to go, so I kind of walked over to the other side where it starts going back up again. Oh, no. Then I fought no. all the way up it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, what do I find up there is a big locked door that won't let me through it. <laughs> it was at that moment, I think. I may have done something wrong. <laughs> Did you? It didn't say locked or something. It says, like, door opens from other side. And I was like, oops. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you at least like find the bonfire at the bottom? Like, were you working from there? Like, it's, I'm sure you had to die like a zillion times trying to do that because it's, it's so confusing. Oh yeah, well, you know, I'd found the bonfire at the bottom, but I'd also found the bonfire, you know, mm -hmm. you know, halfway up or whatever that you're supposed to be the first bonfire you find. Oh yeah, yeah, I completely but, forgot about that one for some reason. Well, that's not terrible then, but wow, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I just have to fight my wall, my way back down, and figure out what I was supposed to do next. That is. <laughs> absolutely hilarious i've I've heard of people getting trapped in the uh the ashes what is the thing the what is what the is the thing? thing the uh ash lake i've heard people going Too to the bottom chance. of ash lake and then resting at the bonfire and like having yeah i think i have made that have that i've made that mistake before my my roommate actually at the time when he was playing he went down to the catacombs like really early on and fought actually fought through that because it's not that hard, obviously. Then he goes into Tomb of the Giants, fought all the way through that, gets to the orange fog wall. Oh no, what do you oh. do? He's got to fight all the way back through the Tomb of the Giants backwards and all the way back through Catacombs backwards. Oh, that's so miserable. That's the worst. I think I would just have to restart <laughs> at that point. I'd just be like, "Fuck it, like I'm not, I'm not gonna bother with this." Yeah, it's it's stories like that that make you really appreciate the bonfire warping, even if it takes away a little bit of like. I like stories like that because it's it's cool to be able to get lost like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bummer, but you kind of like hearing about other people's bummers in Dark Souls, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like um, watching people stream and like everybody being quiet for like the Archer moment when it's like a, you know what I'm saying, like if someone's streaming for the first time, right, or right, yeah, like it's it's You're like yeah, come on, get them. Yeah. <laughs> the whole chat is like silently wishing they would get trapped by the uh, um, God. I can't remember anything this morning. Jeez, the uh, curse frogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, I just want right, yeah. to see somebody like get get got for the first time. I remember it was uh, when uh, something awful guy Geop was doing his big let's play of Dark Souls. You know, around when it first mm -hmm. came out. You know, he he got up to the Capper Demon episode, and everybody was so excited. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna get to see him get destroyed." And he goes in there, and in the video, he actually puts up like a death counter. <laughs> so, you know, you could he could tally how many times he died to the Capper. Beat him on the first wow. shot. <laughs> I was just like, come on. <laughs> Who does that? I remember watching that uh, LP. And I, it could have been that same episode or the one right before it because he got invaded by a guy. And the guy was just being like typical Dark Souls. Like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to be run around and be like a spastic person <laughs> kind of invader. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I want to do this. Like, this looks so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is there any other kind? Yeah. yeah, they're all spastic invaders, I guess. Did you? Because I don't really, I don't quite remember. Did you, did you get into any PvP at all with Dark Souls One? 
No, I've never been huge into PvP. I like dabbled in the back back in the Demon Souls days. You know, I checked it out, but that's never really been my thing, and so I I avoided it as much as possible, pretty much in all the games. Okay, <laughs> like even up to including like Dark Souls Three. So like you have never really done a whole lot of it. I actually did a little bit of experimenting in Dark Souls Three with the uh, the Forest Bros Covenant mm-hmm. that you get like in the in the swamp. I was actually having some fun killing people to get those stupid leaves or whatever they drop. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what they. Even though I had to farm I, a bunch I, of them, yeah. I don't remember the name of them. Yeah, I can't sword think grass. of it either. Like some kind of sword grass, right? <clears throat> but yeah, and I did have fun. So you know, I don't know. Maybe I I do like PvP, but it was fun knowing you were ruining somebody's day. You should. Uh, you should. You should join me in my quest to uh, make. Patty Starnas have a miserable time tomorrow. He's uh, <laughs> he's doing a charity stream, and uh, well, I'm really I'm really right. gonna date this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he called me out on the podcast, so I have to yeah. <clears throat> I think my my Dark Souls save on PS3 is still a mule save too. So it's gonna be like I already have ninety nine oh, nice. nine hundred ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dung pies and poison knives and all of the trolley stuff. So it's right. Pretty... If only you had the scraping spear. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or if it was in Dark Souls too, you have those urns that you know those not corrupting those right, right, urns. the corrosive yeah. urns. Although, like, I wonder if I have all the pyromancies that do that too, because that could be quite a lot of fun. Not that it really matters yeah. in Dark Souls. Like your equipment repair stuff is so nominal that it's not doesn't really mean anything. One of my uh, favorite Dark Souls videos is the, the I forget what it's called, but it's where you invaded in Sin's Fortress and had the big shield, just wouldn't let anybody across the bridge. <laughs> are you saying like Fat Tarkas? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. That's uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was one. I remember sharing that around a lot when I first found it because I got quite a kick out of it. <laughs> There's nothing like a good gimmick in there. It really isn't, and uh, I kept I, I started doing that in Dark Souls Three, and uh, I just I got distracted, or I just haven't got back to it yet. But I really, really want to do a like a, a fat Sorg video uh, pretty soon. Right. right. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I, I like I like the gimmick invasions. Like you know, you go to when I was when Dark Souls One was like all I was doing and living and breathing like that was i was on youtube constantly looking for like nude stuff and man people were so creative with their weird pvp videos i like that stuff a lot i was like the one where you uh pretend to be shiva and the um i forget who it was that did it but they uh they they killed shiva and like got his armor and stuff and stood where he stands in the forest and just let people invade and like walk right by him <laughs> Yeah, I, those were like I didn't even realize you could do that. Like that was so amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, as soon as you see the video, like if you did any kind of invading in, in the forest, and I was doing a lot back then. Like as soon as I would walk up to an NPC, and I'd just be pounding that like right stick to see if I could lock on to anybody because <laughs> I was so worried about trying <laughs> yeah. to get fooled. <laughs> God, I love Dark Souls One PvP so much. I want to go play it right now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd gotten into it a little more when it was when it was. Uh the big yeah, thing it was fine for a while like i mean you could i mean it was just instant invasions everywhere hundreds of signs right. around yeah but um not so much anymore maybe if they do an official remake they'll bring some more people in 
Yeah, we, that's another thing is, you know, Dark Souls 1, 1080-60 on the PS4. Give it to me, yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's backwards compatible for the Xbox One, and right, I right. loaded it up, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> How's it run? Well, it runs. It seems to run fine. Like it seems to be pretty normal. Like if it seemed a little crisp. Normal, normal, normal for three sixty. Yeah, it seemed to be normal for three sixty. Like I didn't really notice any. Like, right. uh, like it wasn't magically running at sixty frames or anything. But uh, right. I had two saves on my three sixty. I had one on a USB stick and then one that was on the console, and one had like my uh, PVP chick with like a thousand hours and you know sorcery garbage build and then the other one had my karmic justice build and i didn't right, remember yes. which one i had put in the cloud the last time i booted up to 360 so i loaded up dark souls and it was a whole different save with like three pvp characters that i have no memory whatsoever of creating <laughs> <laughs> so, so i now i have to like plug my 360 back in and like figure out what save i want to keep and yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be right, nice. right. um let's talk about dark souls 2 a little bit because you're on record for absolutely despising that game and thinking that it's garbage. Now, now. Yes, of course. It's 100% garbage. Um, no, it's fine. I like Dark Souls 2. I'm not like Gary with Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, let's take a minute to decompress <laughs> that. Out. Yeah, um, Yeah. what was your like first experiences with, with Dark Souls 2? Well, my first experience was the network test they did, like a few months before it came out i think it was like in the november before it came out did you get burned like we all did and, on the network test uh how do you mean well, there was that one time where it was supposed to be at like it was like one o'clock in the morning my time or something and then uh it just didn't happen <laughs> like we all stayed up waiting for it and it just never happened <laughs> i i don't remember but it might have i remember that was like a thing where it was like there were three days they were doing it, and I had to work two of them, so I only got to play it on one day. And I don't remember, I don't remember there being any problems. But yeah, there was one because they did two of them like a couple of weeks between each other, and the first one just everyone in the U.S. was waiting for the U.S. servers to go up, and like I like set an alarm, got up at twelve thirty in the morning, made coffee at midnight, <laughs> like was ready to sit down and wow. play some fucking Dark Souls, and uh, yeah, like just yeah. sit there and just stared at the you know cannot connect to server screen for like three hours. So I, everybody, wow. well, everybody in IRC was just losing their goddamn minds. So. <laughs> that is rough. But the network test was fun. I, I had the one that actually yeah. worked was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was really impressed by it. You know, at that point, I didn't really know what to expect. Cause I hadn't seen a lot of like pre-release footage, if there was any, even at that time. But it was the Huntsman's Cops, which is you know a decent area to play through. It uh, was it, it gave you the, the you could go to the Chariot Boss too, and uh, and it had the Skeleton Lords also. So it was a decent amount of content. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, they had all the extra red phantoms in there that, like, thankfully didn't show up. Oh yeah, the, yeah. They game. they add they're like a new game plus or something on the yeah, like all the. Oh. But yeah, that, that was my first experience, and uh, I enjoyed it. At the time, I didn't realize it was going to be. Uh, I was expecting the world and stuff to be. You know, everybody complains about the world design Dark Souls too, and I'm just definitely up there. I've I've made my peace with it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll accept it for who it is. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was so impressed with the way Dark Souls was laid out. Yeah, and like coming from like before Dark Souls, I probably would have said Super Metroid is my favorite game. Okay, 
And so, you know, that kind of stuff is my jam. It really works for you. And so when Dark Souls 2 came out, it was just like more or less Demon Souls. Only instead of, you know, going to the Archstones, you just walked left for this path and right for that path. It was a little disappointing. The only, uh, and the, the thing that got me, I think, was just how kind of, and it's it's hard to say things look plain, I get with Dark Souls 2, because there's some, like, really outstanding areas, but it seems like all of the connective tissue just looks plain. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, anytime you're walking in, like, Earthen Peak, like, that, that area to me just, like, kind of looks, like, like bad. <laughs> like, it's not even, yeah. like, it's not, I'm not, I don't mean, like, low poly or anything, like, I'm not mean, like, technically bad. Like, it just looks, like, just it just looks kind of dumb. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I can't put my finger on it. Like, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with the way the game looked. In some cases, like, you know, Majula obviously has a great skyline and the Shrine of Armana looks gorgeous and amazing, but there's a lot, a lot of that game. I was just like, really? This is it? <laughs> like, well, it, you know, it's kind of weird because it starts off on a pretty good note with, you know, like things betwixt and Majula and all that. And then it guides you toward the Force of the Fallen Giants, which is actually a really nicely designed level. You know, it wraps kind of back around on itself, and you know, get shortcuts and stuff. And it, it sets you up into thinking that it's going to be basically the same kind of game. And then, you know, they've always been good at, like, first levels or whatever, like, you know, Baltimore Palace and Undead Berg. And uh, Forest of the Fallen Giants are all really good, like, first stages. But, and then... You get to the end of it, and it like doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, you just get warped back. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's like, what do I just? I just go back now and pick a different one. Like, what do I? <laughs> and so yeah, and there's the weird design choices, like with uh, what's her face. Um, you, you have to talk to her seven different times to warp her back to where she can turn the thing for you. Oh yeah, where you have to exhaust everybody's dialogue before they move on. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's no good reason, with the bonfire warping, there's no good reason for you to ever go down into that tunnel again. Like, once you've been to Hades once, like, unless you were, like, remembered that round room and were kind of curious about, you know, if you could open up another way out of it. And you you have no idea to know that she's going to go to that room and you have no real reason to go back there, so... With the bonfire warping, there's no no backtracking needed. I got I got stuck in that area. Um, I don't quite remember because it's been so long since I played Dark Souls two. But like at one point, like you go through there, like she's opened the thing for you, and like you have to pull like a chain or something in order for a gate to open. And for whatever reason, I just did not see that chain. Like I think I finally had to look yeah, it up or ask somebody. Like it just was not visible in the world. Yeah, that's. I think it's on the on the original path. Like when you first go down there, when you're heading toward. Uh, Hades Tower, you, you have to pull a chain to kind of open a door on the way, and yeah, it's it's kind of just blends in with the wall. <laughs> That's a lot of my problems with Dark Souls too. Is like everything kind of blends in together. Scholar is a, is a, is a lot better about that, but I think just by nature of it being like higher resolution, like they 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 had more room to make things stand out more. But man, on the 360 at launch, it was, oof, it was bad. The, the higher resolution, I, I think, also hurts a little bit because you notice how kind of like the textures are a lot sharper, but you can also notice how like simple and repeating they are, and it kind of gives you like a more of that pattern effect you get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, 
it's a good. It, it game. is like it's it's we're sitting here being negative about it because it's so easy to pick out its flaws. But like there's some there's some really good stuff in it. Like they they did some major improvements to just like this Souls games in general, like this mechanically. That you know it's it's hard to keep saying like. Oh well, I don't like this game, but it's also better than ninety percent of games out there. But like, it's actually the truth. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Especially when the DLC I, came out, right? Like that was. Yeah, that it was definitely an improvement in like for 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 starters level design because like you know like the I feel like in all all three of them like all the levels kind of like kind of wrap in and around themselves and like you know constantly unlocking shortcuts and stuff. They all felt more like like an isolated demon souls area or an isolated like dark souls area i like a i like a i like a level design that would be very very difficult to put a like a map on paper and like if you look at something like the crown of the iron king like trying to map out all of those weird ass elevators and <laughs> where they all go to would be like well, yeah yeah because it's it's so many yeah. levels like everything would just kind of overlap each other if you drew it from a, like a top-down perspective mm-hmm. i just you have to have yeah. like eight different maps in a, <laughs> for each level so after Dark Souls two, uh, like the Project B stuff started leaking. Like, are you were you on top of like all of the leaks and there's weird g- gifts oh, that came out? Of like, course, yeah. of course. Because well, you know, for a while there was all those like Demon Souls two rumors floating around, and I don't even know where they started. But you know, they're like, oh, Sony and From are working on a project together. It's going to be Demon Souls two. It's going to be Demon Souls two. And then the. Uh, that original Project Beast trailer leaked, mm-hmm. and some asshole re-edited it and put it on the internet with the Demon Souls intro cinematic music <laughs> set over top really? of it. I missed that. Oh my god! And that was the first place I found it, and I lost my shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you are kidding me. This is the music. It's the Demon Souls music. Oh, that's so good. But I, you know, I, I shortly found out. You know, after the, you know, it was like, yeah, not the right music, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it still looked great. It was, you know, very, obviously very different to, you know, similar and, and different at the same time. You saw like well, that, that's obviously a fog wall and that's obviously a big boss. So. Yeah, and that's obviously a gun. What? Guns and souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Bloodborne, Bloodborne was my jam from day one. I got into the network tests on that too. That I missed out on. I'm very jealous. That one I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, that was that was fun. Did you buy a PS4 it was just specifically the... for Bloodborne? Like a lot of people did. Oh no, you know I gotta. I have all the consoles always since I'm an <laughs> idiot. But um, you know, it was, it's a good reason to have one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one thing I remember from the network test on uh, Bloodborne was uh. The amygdala spider things that appear, you know, after you get 40 inside or after you kill Rom. There was one of those on a tower in the background that you could view from the bridge mm-hmm. going going to uh, the, the, what's his name, Cleric Beast. Which is not there in the final game, but it was just always there in that network test. And, and so that was like, seeing that for the first time, like, this this game's going to be weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember screenshots coming out of that and then everybody in the Something Awful thread just losing their goddamn minds. Like, Apparently the Something Awful thread is full of people who are just extremely phobic to spiders. 
because they were all like, oh my god, it's right. going to be a, a crazy spider boss and like losing their shit in the thread. And like, admittedly, it looked kind of creepy and scary, but I was like, guys, like, what, do you, what, what is your deal? It's a video game. <laughs> Dial it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember people freaking out about before Dark Souls 2 came out, there was like concept art of like Freya and, and it was like, you know, all creepy and spidery and people were freaking out about that. <laughs> it's weird what you see comes out of like all the concept art stuff because I have some, excuse me, <clears throat> I have uh, I had one save that ended up being like exactly the Deacons of the Deep from Dark Souls Three Arena. Like they released some of that early, and it's almost exactly the right. Same. Yeah. And the there was one piece at Aldrich's grave yeah, or whatever. And there was one piece that was I think for Dark Souls Two that was like a like a ship that was stuck between like these two cliffs that was kind of suspended in midair, like it almost like it had crashed and then the water had receded from the cliffs. And uh, right, like yeah. that looked incredibly cool, but like we've never seen it, so I just keep waiting for them to release like a cool ship level. I, w- I wonder if that's what eventually became No Man's Wharf. It could be, yeah, because it, it definitely has that 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 ship vibe to it. Um, if I can find it, right. I, I, it was my screen, my uh, desktop for a long time, but I don't know where it would be now. So I got, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Bloodborne. Sorry. I got... Yeah, we're talking about. Bloodborne. <laughs> um... Man, how how like complain the network test? Like, were you all in? Like, because the first time I played Bloodborne, like the, as soon as I had my my like sea legs underneath me, like I was all in. I loved the way that that game played. Yeah, well, sad to say, I never actually was able to defeat the cleric beast in the in the network test, but I fought him several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you know, I think there were like three playable classes in that. And it totally disables the menu, and obviously you can't go to the hunter's dreams. So there's no leveling or anything, so you just got what you have, and you and you, you hope it's good enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I adapted to that gameplay pretty quickly. It it was it was different, and I I never played Souls with a shield, so I was definitely worried about that going in. But like I don't know, there's something about it just really clicked, and I've really enjoyed like. Just from a straight gameplay perspective, I think Bloodborne is definitely my favorite of the Souls games. Yeah, it, it just it plays so good. Like every time I talk about it, I want to go play it immediately afterwards. <laughs> like, right. It's so it's just like, see that's that's why the Chalice Dungeons are good because it's just more Bloodborne it's more gameplay. Bloodborne gameplay. Exactly. We don't need the lore stuff. I just need random levels so I can like kill some monsters with my giant fucking sword. Like this is easy. I don't understand why people don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Team Chalices. <laughs> Take that game. Oh man! Oh. Someone posted in the Slack yesterday that the uh, that tabletop game, the card game they're they're coming out with, based on Bloodborne, is basically based on right, nothing yeah. but the Chalice Dungeons. So I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> oh, about wow. that now. <laughs> Great. I just I saw the, uh, the this is a little bit off topic, but the latest. Uh, expansion to the division is supposed to add some like chalice dungeon-esque like randomized dungeons mm-hmm. i haven't oh man really that'd be kind of interesting yeah i might have to i think it's all supposed to be like underground like subway tunnel stuff so i don't know how interesting that's gonna be yeah. but that uh that's one of the games that, the game that, get, that i got free with my xbox one and um i wasn't really like enthusiastic about the division after playing the beta but like if it's free like i'll pop in every once in a while and go like shoot some dudes you know. who don't seem like they're doing anything wrong and then <laughs> level up and then <laughs> keep walking. So Yeah, I, I bought that game when it came out and I sadly, you know, didn't play it a whole lot, but maybe I'll go back to it. <laughs> if they had a chalice dungeon. Were you uh were you like aware of the like the twist that Bloodborne 
does, like in the middle with Rom. Like, were you, did you kind of see that coming? Because I had no idea any of that was really coming. Like, it's it's hinted at before Rom, but like I just couldn't. No, not really. Because you know, all I'd seen really would have been like I think like Abritus appears in one of the trailers, but like you know, uh, you know, for two seconds in a trailer, it's already forgotten. Um, and you know, there's that obviously the amygdala that I didn't really know what was up in the in the uh, network test, you know, obviously that could have just been a weird monster that souls games have weird monsters, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know that I was expecting, you know, space gods or <laughs> el- Eldric abominations or whatever. <laughs> were you, uh, are you much of a Lovecraft fan or were you back then? Not really, actually. I, uh, have become one, you know, I wouldn't call myself like a Lovecraft aficionado, but like listening to, the various duck feed podcasts for as long as I have, I've grown to appreciate them. And I've, I listen to uh what's that podcast. They shout out all the time. The HP podcraft. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to like the first, you know, 50 or 60 episodes of that. <laughs> so yeah, like over time and especially with blood, you know, liking bloodborne as much as I do, it's given me kind of a reason to look into more of that stuff. Yeah. I've read, uh, just a little bit of that stuff. Um, and I, cause I'd never really read much Lovecraft, even though I had friends that were like way into it. Like I always knew it was there and I kind of th- just assumed like, Oh, I know what all that's about. Like, you know, squiggly face man, flying spaghetti monster. Got it. I don't need to read it. Anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, always like everybody knows the Cthulhu, yeah. but, you know, uh, apart from that, but Bloodborne got me into actually reading some of it and I, I like some of it, but some of it, I just, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you, I grew up reading a lot of fantasy books and then, eventually at some point I was like, oh yeah, I should probably read Lord of the Rings where all this stuff came from. And like my first time reading Lord of the Rings, I was like, this is kind of boring <laughs> because, because <laughs> it was the first, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just the original, right. uh, like after a while, like it's just, you just feel like, oh, this is where all that stuff came from. But like, they've done it kind of better since then. So I'm probably, yeah. I'm probably really pissing off some Lord of the Rings fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> I wonder how many. This is Don't Give Up Skeleton, not Don't Give Up yeah. Hobbit. Although Don't Give Up Hobbit is a pretty, you could pretty much use the Don't Give Up thing for just about <laughs> anything. I think it would like, Don't Give Up Balloon. Like, you could just make it. <laughs> there just happened to be balloons in front of me, is where that came from. But <clears throat> Did you, uh, you just interview those people that go on Mori who are scared of balloons? People are scared of balloons? Yeah, don't. Just YouTube it okay. later. <laughs> um. <laughs> Did you go through Bloodborne several times? Like, did you like play it over and over again with different builds? Or I, I typically don't like. I was never uh, a big like multiple build person. Mm-hmm. I would usually just kind of make my character that was like more or less a jack of all trades. But like, even through Dark Souls, you know, like mostly sword and shield, I would just dabble and you know little bit of pyromancy here and there and then just kind of i never want to start a new character so i was just if i want to keep playing i just go to the next new game cycle and just keep going yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's basically what i did with bloodborne was i you know just played it through like you know three or four times and so i have like a level 200 character <laughs> i just kept kept leveling up um it's when Old Hunters came out, I started a new character for that. But okay, did you were you starting that like before the DLC came out in preparation of? Yeah, like a week or so before, to, like get ready for it. I was probably like level sixty ish when it started. That must have been pretty when hard. It came out. 
Yeah, that's you know that that was one of my first thoughts was that the DLC was pretty tough, but you know we got through it. That's true. That's true. I think we. I think I think you. I think you helped me get through. And vice versa. Like I think we helped each other beat uh, Orphan of Cause for the first time. Although. I, yeah, that I still haven't beaten Orphan solo. So. I've got a uh, a skill build uh, that I've kind of developed around the Rakuyo that you get and my I will one day right. I've beat it solo since but I really want to beat it just just with the Rakuyo for some reason I don't know why I'm like so fixated on it but holy shit is it's it cool hard. Weapon. yeah that's a it's a tough boss I've never you know I'm I've talked with uh the slack and with Gary about this but like I don't know some of the the boss fights like I don't a lot of times that's not typically what I'm there for I know a lot of people are like that's the best part of the mm-hmm. game like a lot of times, if it's just like frustrating, I'll just summon help and I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't like. I guess people, I have like an opposite view on some of the stuff that some people do because, like, my first playthrough, I'm strictly there to have fun, and like the fourth or fifth time that I get killed by a boss, I'm like, okay, time to do it with some friends. Like, let's do some jolly cooperation. But I've heard a lot of people be like, no, my first playthrough, I do everything solo, and only after that do I do, you know, friends. And I'm like, well, that sounds dumb. I don't agree. <laughs> You're playing wrong. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, boss co-op stories was when I uh, first played the Scholar version of uh, Dark Souls 2 on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, they upped the the number of, like, people you could summon for that. And so when I first got to the, the last giant boss in the forest... I summoned uh, Pate and like three other like actual players, and we just went in there and stomped them. And it was hilarious. <laughs> I love the fact that you can bring like four people in there with you in Dark Souls too. Yeah. That's that's just it makes that game so hilarious and weird. Like we just just had a whole posse in there. Just <laughs> he didn't stand a chance. I love that. Um, like From was obviously paying attention to some of the online stuff around Dark Souls, and then start started programming their NPC characters to be like trollish d-bags and to like do oh, gestures yeah, at yeah. you and stuff oh my god what is that guy from uh the uh, iron king dlc it was like a huge oh asshole. um oh, what is that dude's name i can't remember um but yeah that dude was like running away from is it maldron or something Mald- maldron the assassin yeah or yeah, something yeah. Like that. um yeah, the fact that he, like, baits you down there where, like, a ton of enemies are is just fucking great. Like, how many people... Everyone who's an invader has tried to do that. Like, hey, come chase me into this, you know, into all the bone wheels or whatever. Like, it's just so hilarious. Back to talking about Dark Souls 2 a little bit and uh, the Scholar version specifically. I agree that a lot of the changes they made are good. But whoever decided to put those two invaders at the beginning of the Iron Keep can go fuck themselves. Oh yeah, <clears throat> like this Iron Keep in general in Scholar is just fucking ridiculous now. Like it wasn't great before, but now like those dudes aggro from seventeen miles away, and like, <laughs> and that like like it seems like there's like five invaders there. Like every time you go, you kill an invader and move on. Like you die and then respawn, and then oh another invader. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's 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 two before you open the front door, and I was just like, that's that's uncalled yeah, for. <laughs> yeah, that whole area is like trying to get to the smolder demon uh, is not the smolder demon, the smelter demon. Jeez, <laughs> this is what happens when you podcast at seven o'clock in the morning, guys. <laughs> you forget everything. You just forget how to talk. <laughs> um, sorry, our schedules don't match up better. Yeah, Allison is basically a vampire who only operates in the evening times. <laughs> exactly. This is this is my 
my pre-bedtime podcast snack. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, once the old hunters came out for Bloodborne, like, that was just the best shit in the world. Like, I was so... I went through it as kind of an overleveled Chalice Dungeon character, and I barely even died until I got to, like, the third area, I think. But holy shit, was it so amazing. Like, that was just so much fun to go through. Yeah, it was, like, uh, like Lady Maria is about as good at boss fight as Artorias, I think, as far as the series Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. It's definitely up there. She's probably, I think, especially if you don't parry, I think if you include parrying in that, like, it's it's a little bit easier than, than Artie was. But, yeah, like, it's still so much fucking fun. So, uh, Dark Souls 3, I have I have you to thank for getting me into the network test and Dark Souls 3, because you posted about, like, <laughs> some shit, yeah, site. some shady ass, like, spend $10 and, uh, <laughs> you can get a beta key, <laughs> which, uh, hey, it worked. there's, like, three other people that have been on this podcast that, like, all played Dark Souls 3 early because of you, because of that. <laughs> nice. I'm happy to help. I'm not even sure where I found that, but I was happy I did. That's that whole thing is really weird to me. Like, how do you have that many keys, dog? Like, what are you doing anyway? Yeah, it, it's it's who knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you at? Let's talk in general on Dark Souls three. Like, we don't have to go into any specifics, but um, like, where where are you sure. landing on Dark Souls three after now that it's been out for a couple of months and you've played the Japanese version two and a half times? I I think like overall, like I like the feel of the play better than two and probably better than one. I feel like it's more of like an extension of one, which is like one's like game feel Mm -hmm. or whatever, like perfected. And like, I was never a big fan of like the, the way they changed backstabs and, and uh, two. Mm -hmm. And I've never been one to parry very much. So I was, I was happy to, to see it kind of go back to more, more dark souls one style, but Overall, it's probably at the bottom of the list. Really? Yeah. Is that because of the, the, like, the lore stuff around it, like all of the callbacks to Dark Souls 1? I don't mind those as much as Gary does. Noted noted Dark Souls 3 hater, <laughs> Gary Butterfield. <laughs> um, we're going to create a nemesis on this podcast. I understand the, uh, the by the time you're listening to this, you've probably already heard Gary's episode, and I'm sure he doesn't have any mean things to say about me. But, I didn't. I didn't let him talk about Dark Souls three at all. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was talking to him earlier today, and I asked him uh, when he was going to be on and uh, your podcast. He's like, "Oh, we recorded it already. I don't know when it's going to come out." <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, I'm a. Uh, I'm being like the shitty like brand marketing person that I I can't help myself with yeah. being. But um, I, at some future date, they've said that I was going to be on Bonfire Side Chat this season. So. When that episode comes out, like the following Wednesday, both Gary and Cole's ah, yes. episode will drop. So. Brand brand synergy. Synergized. <laughs> you, I, you just like stockpile these episodes in case you uh, leave the country for three months so you can have a steady release date? You, you laugh, but uh, at last count, I've got about 20 of these like recorded. And of that, I got about half of them edited and like ready to go. Okay. <laughs> so, so. It's ridiculous. I can... I can... I can look forward to people hearing this in about four, four months. months. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad because like, I'm always asking for people to like, I'm always looking for guests. Like I always want to record with people and I'm 
Like, I, but right. I can record so many of these. Like, if on a good week, I can do like three or four, and that's like. But I have to tell people, like, yeah, I have no yeah. idea when it's going to come out. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And I, I, you know, I've got a list, so I keep right. things in order, and so I can always go back to try to release them in the order they were recorded. But like, some things get messed up if I want to bump an episode for brand synergy, or if I want to bump an episode because I think it's like it has a really interesting voice or something. So, well, feel free to to keep mine on the back burner for <laughs> a rainy day. I don't, I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> Uh, you're not selling anything on the internet like all the rest of us. <laughs> just just a no. bunch of damn internet salesmen. Uh, it's my uh, occasional appearance on a random duck feed podcast there here or there. Um, but yeah, back to Dark Souls three. I don't. I don't hate the way a lot of people come. You know, I've, I've heard some complaints about, obviously from Gary about the callbacks, and I don't. I don't mind those as much. Like I don't. I don't think Siegward is the the bane of our existence. Seaward is Seaward is the best. He's, a, he's the goddamn best and I won't hear anything else about it. He's, he's so much fun. He's a, he's a fun like everybody was like, yay, when he popped up that elevator. Even that that was one of the things I had spoiled for me before I even played the Japanese version, but like overall like nothing's gonna be Dark Souls, right? In my eyes that's the best. Bloodborne, very close second. I love that game. Okay. Uh, Demon Souls, probably third, because uh, yeah, it's the first one, and it's it's great. Uh, the Dark Souls two, it's got flaws. I like it a lot. Dark Souls three, it's got flaws. I like it a lot. But at the end of the day, there's just there's just more Dark Souls two. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a. Quantity over quality. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like saying that because it is quality game, but like Dark Souls Three is kind of short, and Bloodborne had that problem too. The DLC fixed a little bit, but it Dark Souls Three does seem like almost abbreviated compared to the previous games. Like the critical path on that game. Like when I started doing um, the my platinum runs, so I was going through like new game and new game yeah. plus plus and all that stuff. Like unbelievably short like if you're not looking for shit you can just like it's almost like a four hour experience and I know you can do that with Dark Souls 1 too like that's not indicative of it but the areas themselves are really really dense but it's like it's I don't know there's that weird dead end with the cathedral that I I don't particularly like that doesn't sit well with me there's that weird dead end with the demon ruins that I don't like that doesn't really sit well with me like there's just filled with these weird nothing with the demon ruins that right set right (laughs) yeah let's just hey we made this dead camera like let's just make a thousand of them I tell you what, we'll just reuse the entire uh, graphic design of the Catacombs of Carthus. We'll put some vines laying around, and we'll throw some dead cappers in there. <laughs> oh man, and then I just—it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, it's fine, but it's just not. It's just like one of the like bottom tier Dark Souls levels for me. So, well, um, I don't know if you've listened to it, but Gary and I recorded that uh, bonfire side chat special where we uh, went down our uh, like top 10 favorite yep. souls mm-hmm. areas and like when i was trying to make my list i kind of just like i wrote out every area from every game and i was going down them and crossing them off like obviously that's not there obviously that's not there and like i got to dark souls 3 and it was just like don't care don't care don't care don't care don't care here <laughs> feels awesome don't care don't care don't care <laughs> Feels awesome. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. 
That's very funny. So yeah, I mean it's it's a good game. It's a good game. They're all good. They're all, they're good, all games. good games. They're all my, what is it? They're all my children. So. Yes, they're all they're all my beautiful children. I love them all. What do you um like since they've since they've gone out there and said like hey we're done with the Soul series, which again I don't think is true at all. Um, what wh- where do you want to see them go next? Like what was what's your ideal next from software game? Ideally, Dark Souls Four. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get a new job working for Bamco, Allison? Is that what this is all about? Is that why you have a vampire schedule? It's because you work for Bamco. Exactly. New community manager. I'm getting the word out on Dark Souls Four. It's uh, developed by Platinum because we couldn't get from to do it. You know, that's, there's a certain gamer that would be like ecstatic about that kind of thing, and I am not he. Like, I don't care about. It. I just, I mean, like besides out of Vanquish, I don't get like why people love Platinum so much. I just don't get it. So, yeah, I haven't played a ton of their stuff. Like, I've dipped in here and there, but it's never been like I played through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and that was a good time, but. I don't worship the ground they walk on like some. Yeah, people. some people you could put like, oh, it's a platinum X game, like whatever, whatever they could think of. Like, it's a platinum Dragon Warrior game, and people, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, I'm not not here to hate on platinum. I'm sorry. What's your what's your ideal Dark Souls four made by platinum game? No, my, uh, I'd say if if they were to do anything, I would love to see them go back to Shadow Tower, but you know that's probably a pipe dream. So I would really just like to see them create something entirely new and see what they could do with it yeah yeah i'm i'm ready to look forward we didn't we didn't talk Souls about it in had the its time. main part of the episode but you eventually did go back and play some of those older from software games like you did a, a let's play of some yeah. shadow tower stuff that yeah, was I, really I, good unfortunately never finished but yes. <laughs> <laughs> i will go back to it i promise if you're listening to this in the future maybe i've already finished it <laughs> there's uh there's several episodes of this podcast that i've actually specifically called you out on not finishing it too by the way <laughs> oh no because <laughs> i'm always recommending it like these uh, people are like no i haven't I, played this game at all I, and like yeah i am a little behind i haven't listened to every episode so i haven't heard any of that yet oh, yeah, but don't. I'll, I'll i'll look forward yeah, to it people i mean people it seems like everybody and their brother has a podcast nowadays so like it's exactly. hard to keep up with anything <laughs> my, my podcast time is divided equally between duck feed and uh and uh, the rest giant, giant bomb, bomb and yeah everybody else <clears throat> it's hard yeah. when you have like eight hours of podcast a week that come out hell if it's just if you try to catch up with all of the duck feed stuff that's like what 20 hours of content every week it's crazy yeah yeah like i i i miss the occasional level here and there but i try to keep yeah, it same here same here well allison thank you very much for coming on the podcast and talking to us where uh where can people yeah. find you on the internet oh if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know. Um, I'll be hanging around the Duckfeed Slack. You can hit me up on Twitter at Allison by Proxy or uh, at YouTube slash Allison by Proxy, however the hell you get to a specific YouTube page. Um, you can find all my dumb Let's Plays of unfinished games there, or rather unfinished Let's Plays of games. <laughs> um, you can also find some of my uh, uh, Lego Dark Souls art at uh, legodarksouls.tumblr.com, yeah. which... Which is all really, really We never good. talked about that. Yeah, we totally forgot. We totally skimmed that, but that's, that's, <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know that's how I kind of got involved with the whole duck feed business in, in uh, the first place was like posting Lego-based fan art in their, on their Facebook page. But yeah, those are places you can find me. Cool. 
Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. I'm at JG Greer on Twitter. You can find this podcast at DGUS Podcast on Twitter. If you'd like to come on the show like Allison did, send me an email with your soul story at DGUS Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Mbasa. Mbasa. (laughs) 